0: Hello, welcome into another edition of the Daily Blues podcast on this Wednesday, January 15th of 2020. Dan Betlock with you. Blues and Flyers tonight from the Enterprise Center. I'm looking forward to this one. Claude Giroux is one of my favorite hockey players to watch. So very much looking forward to the uh, Blues Flyers tonight. Two of the uh, original second six, if you will, two expansion teams in the 67-68 season back in the day there. So two expansion teams going at it tonight from the Enterprise Center. Let's get into the action with Blues Uh, Covers today on 101 ESPN. Bernie Miklas had the Blues Booth segment today with Darren Pang, who I absolutely, another guy I absolutely love listening to. So here is Darren Pang on with the Bernie Miklas show
1: from earlier today. And we go into the Blues Booth. We do this, of course, every weekday here on the Bernie Miklas show. And today on Wednesdays, it's Darren Pang from Fox Sports Midwest. We love the panger. We love having a chance to visit with him once a week. And I know the fans and the listeners do too. Good morning, panger.
2: Good morning, Bernie. How are you this morning? Yeah, we're
1: good, man. Waiting to see the Blues, uh, see if they can win 10 in a row at home. And this thing just keeps getting better and better and better. And they seem obviously determined to close out the unofficial first half of the season going to the All-Star break in style.
2: Hard to believe that last year on February 16th, that's when they recorded their 65th point. And let see where they are right now. And. Uh, uh, to play like such a team uh, such a well oiled machine and a bunch of guys that care for one another there's no uh, you know there 's no egos that are just lingering around uh, everything 's been checked at the door. I, I always like that saying because I think it 's important in in team sports to have that and they are, they certainly epitomize what that is all about.
1: And, Panger, we, we won't have a verdict on the season until the end of the road, and, and we're talking about the postseason tournament. And mm-hmm. postseason hockey is postseason hockey. If the Blues don't go a long way in the playoffs, it doesn't mean that they failed. It's just you live on your edge every minute, just about it. it these game, most A lot of these games could go either way. I mean, it's just... I don't know that it's a reflection on a team's uh, competitiveness or um, their fatigue level or, or anything else if they fall just short. But that said... Uh, how surprised are you, if at all, at this point, that they've been able to avoid getting into this kind of malaise that has at least uh, uh, impacted previous defending champions in the following year?
2: Yeah, I am I mean, I, I'd be lying if I didn't say I wasn't totally thrilled with where they are right now. I mean, you know, Bernie, as selfishly as a broadcaster, I mean, John Kelly and our whole group at Fox Sports West, we... Uh, man, we just, we're just having a ball. We just don't feel like they're ever going to be out of a game. And, and, and even when they are out of a game, um, let's even go back to the the last game that they lost in a, in kind of a bad way, the one in Colorado. They did, trailed 3-0. They still came back and made it 3-2, to two, nearly tied the game 3-3, three, three, uh, gave up a late one in the period to make it 4-2, still came back to make it 4-3, and eventually ended up losing an empty net goal but 7-3, to three, so it looked worse than what it was. But they just don't go uh mildly into the night. So um you know, you go back to the first part that you were talking about, Bernie, and that would be, you know, the the like back being a back to back champion. You know, the the thing that I remember last year the most is when adversity hit them right in the no, nose and they had to win three games in Winnipeg, they did that. You know, when they had to that, that that series against Dallas was a wicked series and Dallas had a chance to you know to win it on home ice in 6 and and uh, the blues come roaring back and win it so close in game 7 but if not for that Jamie Ben had a wrap that was about a half an inch from going in the net, and Binnington makes this unbelievable save. So uh, that one, I felt very confident during the San Jose series, but they still had adversity with that glove-to-head pass, and uh, they never let that rattle them whatsoever. And they 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 showed uh, incredible poise after that. So and then they win in Game Seven on the road after losing Game Six. So I mean, they 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 uh, uh, they, they dealt with the hockey gods straight on. Uh, and, and they uh, and they never blinked, and so they'll do that again. And no matter what the score is at the end of the day, they will never blink uh, in the face of adversity, and that's that's a great thing to have on your side.
1: Panger, I want to ask you this, and it's kind of a big pe- big picture, pardon me, question. I should have probably texted you the. Question. so you have some time to think about it. So I'm sorry to kind of throw something at you. But um, I was just looking into some numbers about the NHL in general. And this does apply to the Blues, too, because they don't have Tarasenko, yet they've maintained their goal-scoring rate. In fact, they're averaging more uh, five-on-five goals per game since he went out, which is not a shot at him. It's just more of a reflection on the depth of the team. But here's the question. Um, The percentage of goals around the league this year so far – uh, in terms of even strength goals, um, is going to be on pace to be one of the highest totals or so in the last 10 years. It's, and, and the percentage of goals scored on the power play is actually going to be at a low point. Um, in other words, total goals which happen or just with the blues. Yeah, around the league. Total goals, the percentage of which are come on the power play. That's at its lowest total in more than ten years at least so far. What what's changing about the sport? Like what, what do you think is feeding into an increase of scoring, especially at even strength?
2: Yeah, at even strength, yeah the, the Blues are right around plus 20 at even strength right now. And uh, that's a really, really good number. Um, you know, last year when they struggled with goals, they struggled with five-on-five goal scoring. And they struggled with the power play. Um, although it did end up in the top ten. It was number ten, I believe, at the very end of the day. Uh, and now this year, you know, you're sitting there at fourth-best power play to over 25%. And at that plus twenty. So what what happens you know what I would I would say that um the five on five play for the successful teams are are involving their defense. The Blues are getting twenty two percent of their goals from their defensemen. Uh last year it was right around nineteen percent. You look at all the good teams in the NHL, they're getting that that extra layer of defense. They're encouraging that that fourth that, that fourth player up the ice a lot more than in previous years. Um and, and so I think That would be part of it. I think from the Blues' standpoint, I think they did also set a really good tone for the rest of the league. It's a copycat league, as you well know, uh, whether it's systems or whether it's power play formations. um, But with the Blues using their I, I, you, you couldn't even call it a fourth line last year with Barbashev, Sunquist, and Steen, but they uh, they were the tone setter. But to have them in offensive zone face-offs and to put them into a lot of different situations and to have all four lines scoring and not just relying on one player, I think that's something that the rest of the NHL has tried to follow suit on as well. And maybe that's a, a part of the increase in scoring at even strength.
1: And also, I think the, the coach deserves a lot of credit, too. The players get the work done on the ice, but um, and and Coach Barube's talked about this the last couple of days, when when discussing uh, Jaden Schwartz, but but others as well. Like go to the net, go to the net. Mm-hmm. That's where that's where the high percentage goals yeah. are.
2: Yeah, you yeah. Know, and you know I mean there's. There's things that we track. We've got a we've got a, a number of guys that do tracking for us. But in particular, Dave Otto does a great job with us. And you know, every once in a while, when I say, "Boy, we're not shooting it from in tight," we're, we sure are getting a lot of long shots. He'll he'll go right to the data and tell us that our average goal scoring is from you know, 28 feet or 32 feet or whatever, and the leaders are at you know, 12 to 15 feet. Well, right away, that that tells us. You know, that's a theme that we can use, and, and sure enough, if that's happened for one or two games, you know, Craig Berube's talking about getting greasy, getting to the blue paint, going to the net, and, uh, you know, when they start seeing success that way, which Schwartz has seen right now, because Schwartz was one of those players I was talking about maybe three weeks ago. All his shots were from the outside, and it's too hard to score from the outside. It just flat out is. The only guys that can do that are the defensemen if there's a screen going in front of the net, and now I'm looking, and Schwartz is driving hard to the blue paint. He's got little ch- pins and little tap and he's ripping it uh, from 8 feet and 10 feet instead of 20 or tw- 25 feet, so it, uh, it does set a good tone. It, it, if you don't score on that play, too, Bernie, keep in mind the next play, because it wears out their defense defenseman, it wears out their goalie, and then they start backing off, and then you'll get those chances that might be from a little bit further away, because the other team will end up backing in, because they're afraid that you're going right to their paint.
1: Panger, uh, I know that uh, tonight's game is going to be on NBC Sports, and of course we're going to have it here on uh, one one ESPN starting at six o'clock the Mitsubishi electric pregame show. And then at six thirty the BMW of West St. Louis pregame skate with, and then we'll have curbs and Joey taking it the rest of the way. So I don't know that you have a night off because I know you do other things too, but it's always a pleasure talking to you, my friend. Thank you so much
2: my pleasure. I'm looking forward to 10 straight at home and beating that 1990-91 record that they set back at the old arena. So thanks for having me on, Bernie. I appreciate it. You
1: got it, Panger. That's Darren Pang here at 101 ESPN.
2: Great stuff there from Panger. You can catch Panger on the Fox
0: Sports Midwest broadcast, of course, in the Blues Booth segment uh, with the Bernie Miklas show as all four of the Blues broadcasters joined Bernie throughout the week. All right, moving on to Barrett Jackman, who's on with the Rizzuto Show. So we'll head over to our sister station and hear from 105.7 The Point and uh, Rizzuto and and the gang: Patrico, King, Scott, Moon, and Jeff Burton. They had Barrett Jackman on to talk about the NHL alumni game and just had some fun with the uh, former NHL and Blues defenseman. Here's Barrett Jackman with the Rizzuto Show.
3: All right, welcome back to the Rizz Show. Uh, you know, see, so we got a guest. We got Barrett Jackman in the yeah! studio. St. Louis Blues legend Barrett Jackman. Hello, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I tell you what, it is—it is good to be a Blues fan. Yeah, it really is. And we were saying off the air. So the past couple years, we had the Winter Classic here. We had the uh, the, the, the Stanley Cup here, and now we got the All Star Game next week. That's crazy.
4: It's a good time to be a Blues fan. Uh, the last year has been amazing. Uh, a lot of big events coming to St. Louis, and uh, hopefully it's uh, you know a future of uh, a lot more coming. Well, I, I feel bad for everybody working at the Blues
3: organization. These people are overworked. <laughs> yeah, Break. Yeah. And you do a great job, by the way. But, uh, yeah, so, so next week we've got the All-Star Game. And uh, what are we going to expect here in the city? I've, I've never been a part of something like this. Yeah, me either. I mean, Barrett, you've been around this uh, for a long, long time. So what are we going to expect next
4: week? Well, I've only been to an alumni game or uh, all-star game as a, uh, as a fan, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a three-on-three competition on the day of, uh, of the games. Uh, Each division is going to have their own, uh, their own representatives. Uh, There's a million dollars on the line for, uh, for the winners. If uh, the all-star game wasn't just enough, but uh, it's going to be competitive. And then you have the skills competition on, uh, on Friday as well. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, a a time for St. Louis to be kind of put on the big stage and mm-hmm. and show uh, what a big uh, hockey community we are.
3: But you're part of the alumni game, which is on Thursday over at Centene Center, and I've, I've I haven't been over there to to, to see. Uh, oh, it's beautiful! amazing it looks amazing. Though, everything we've seen. But uh, Thursday kind of kicks off the entire you know All Star Weekend with. I know you're skating.
4: In the alumni game. Uh, I'm skating, yeah. Uh, Thursday afternoon, we have a, a luncheon first. Uh, we're going to have some a couple round tables with uh, some Hall of Famers and uh, Chris Pronger, Bernie Ferrico, Brett Hall, Al McKenna, Paul Stasny, and uh, Guy Carboneau over at uh, uh, Anheuser-Busch. So that's going to be a, a pretty good event to kind of kick everything off. That's and then, awesome. uh, Centine Center at seven o'clock on uh, on the twenty third for uh, for the alumni game and uh, guys like Chris Butler, Stanley mm-hmm. Cup winner, uh, is gonna be back in town and uh, Cam Jansen is gonna be in the ice and uh, there's gonna be a, some uh, alumni from around the league so it's uh, it's gonna be entertaining. There's a lot of uh, a lot of toughness in the lineup. Mm-hmm. If uh, <laughs> you go to sdlbluesalumni.com, uh, you could you can see the full list of uh, guys participating.
3: Yeah, you know, I mean you're not originally from St. Louis, you're, you're a Canada guy, but and so many alumni from from the Blues stay in the city. What makes people stay here in St. Louis?
4: Uh, just playing hockey here. You you're ingrained in the community. Uh, the fans are amazing. Uh, they're very respectful. They know the game. Uh, uh, they appreciate hard work. And if you're a hardworking guy, uh, there's no better place to to kind of raise a family and and uh, you know raise uh, kids with the right uh, morals and values. So uh, for myself, I've I've lived in st louis longer than any place i've i've lived before and and this is home to me now Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, it's, it's awesome. I, I can Can you imagine another alumni association around the league where more players stay in in the city? Well, and the neat thing about yeah. it is they stay in the city and they're in, involved in the community. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. just
5: a job yeah, for they're a big them. Part of it. You know, he's not just Barrett Jackman for a living. He's Barrett Jackman, the Blues alumni, and they do so many things in the community. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's part of the draw, too, because I've said this a million times the hockey players are the. Are, are my favorite of the athletes because you guys are the nicest, most down-to-earth, and I think that plays into the whole alumni thing.
4: Yeah, the the upbringing of hockey players is you got to be humble. You have to be a, a good person. If you're not, you're not going to last. So uh, that's kind of what, uh, you know, and the alumni that are uh, kind of, you know, paved the way before us, like a Bobby Plager or Bernie Federico, those guys are great people. And uh, just to be, uh, you know, be a part of an organization that, uh, you know, takes a lot of pride in, in the community. And uh, with the alumni, we, you know, we, we kind of strive for, uh, you know, military families, uh, you know, youth hockey and first responders. So there's a lot of great people that, uh, uh, you know, kind of help uh, help us in our career and, and keep us safe. And, and we're trying to, uh, you know, kind of, put money back into that and uh, our time and effort and, and, you know, try and raise some uh, some young youth hockey players that have the same, uh, same morals. And look at all the St. Louisans that
5: are in the NHL now or people from the area that are in the yeah. NHL now. And back in the day, if I was a 12-year-old that was a good hockey player, I'd have to move away to yeah. get the cor- correct training. You guys are a big part
4: of that. And, you know, you touched on it. It's, uh, you know, alumni wanting to stay here. And a uh, guy like Basil McRae, Al McInnis, Keith kachuk those are guys that – have stuck around and and made uh, you know made the effort to to put their time into mm-hmm. the uh, uh, youth hockey and and that's why you had uh, five first round draft picks uh, a couple of years ago and and you have a lot more people on the map when it comes to uh, youth hockey around uh, North America. I know Moon's Sun
3: got into hockey this year. Yeah. And was it because of him watching uh, the Blues win the Stanley
6: Cup? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. We started. Uh, you know, I was like, hey, maybe we should play the video game a little bit more, and he's like, oh, just teach me more. Maybe I just want to play. And then we heard that your son played and all these programs were were not only like uh, sprouting up, but really going above and beyond to accommodate a big influx of, of kids that just were skating for the first time or wanting to hold a stick for the first time and really get out there and play. And we found some fantastic, fantastic coaching in this area as mm-hmm. well. Um, the the gal that's, that's teaching my son right now is just phenomenal, world-class. And you find out all these NHL players that, that this gal has taught – and you're like, man, this is a, a breeding ground, and we are ripe to develop even more NHL players in San uh-huh. Louis.
4: Yeah, the success of the team uh, kind of goes hand in hand with uh, uh, with the numbers that uh, are, are signing up for youth hockey. and It's uh, amazing. Yeah, Brett Hall kind of, you know, you talk about name dropping there, but Brett Hall was the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was That's the, a name. <laughs> Drop! <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so, you know, Brett was a guy when he was scoring uh, 70, 80 goals for... Uh, Fans got excited about it, and people wanted to play hockey because they saw that, and uh, the Blues yeah. making the run for the Stanley Cup and winning it. That that gets people excited. So, uh, kids want to be uh, like people they see on TV, and and you know it, it really uh, you know helps hockey and, and helps the community. Well, just so you know, because of Brett Hall, <laughs> I started
3: taking singing lessons this year. <laughs> I got your number. Yeah, I'm taking singing lessons, going to the School of Rock, and uh, he really has been an inspiration for me, so you'll see me on stage one day in Enterprise. Maybe Eddie Vedder will pull me up during a Pearl Jam show. Hey, I mean, let's get in
4: here.
5: I mean, never, ever will I get tired of hearing that. It's just pure happiness.
3: You know, aside from drinking. aside from seeing the blues hoist the cup and skating around, that's that a memory of Brett Hall singing Gloria on stage, down in front of the arch. That's it. That's the, that is the Blues winning the Stanley Cup for me.
4: Mm. Yeah, I think Brett could have made uh, a lot more money with T-shirt sales with We Went Blues than he did <laughs> in his career.
3: I was
5: I was actually I was actually very happily shocked when we were at the game on Saturday, and they have now built that in to the game like if you are up big and it is near the end of the game they play on the screen we win blues and it is
3: incredible yeah. it's one of the best things that they've done Did anybody have a better time than brad hall during the stanley cup run <laughs> no, no. I,
4: I spent a lot of time with him during that run and uh he he was he was generally uh very excited for the guys and uh you know he, he partied and i, I think uh, he felt relief for the city and uh but uh, he enjoyed some tequila, and yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, we had a what? lot of fun. Yes, Boy, I, I, I
3: tell you, and there were even like Brett Hall sightings on social media. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I saw Brett Hall walking down the street, and it was almost like seeing Bigfoot. The pictures were from like <laughs> far away. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know the picture I'm talking about. Oh, oh I know yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I think it was the we day were after analyzing
6: that. the picture. Did he have red on? I'm not no, sure. No, it, it could shirt. have been white. Yeah. We were <laughs> like analyzing yeah. it. Well, there were accounts instead of the right before there was the Stanley Cup tracker, you know, which we were all paying attention to. Yeah. It was the Brett Hall tracker, and there'd yeah. be sightings. I'm like nope, that's that's a fake. That's a fake. This is real. This is confirmed. <laughs> that was the greatest.
3: There's Brett Hall. What was it? A ferret or something? He's holding a ferret yeah, inside. The, something. Yep. Yeah. Love that. Uh, a chinchilla. Chinch- chinchilla. The chinchilla. That's right. Yeah. 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 The chinchilla. It's
5: funny how close knit of a community you guys are because the amount of stories that you could tell us about that man and that two three day period that will never come out of your mouth. Will never know. See that's, that's and that's exactly what I was thinking. You know, as much as we saw the documented fun from Brett Hall and all the players and everything, wouldn't it be amazing to just get a glimpse of what it was like that you didn't see documented? Yeah. Like, the actual, like, hey, this is private time that the players are having with the cup and how they're partying, how they're celebrating.
6: Mm-hmm. I'm red sure Hall those stories dark.
4: are <laughs> in red.
6: And they can start right now. We have 49 minutes. Go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go. Yeah. you, know, you, know, you got to be years. part of the club. Yeah. Yeah. You're not uh, part of
4: the club. You would oh. actually be shocked at how much stuff was on video that that was just genuine, those guys having just the time of their lives and, and not afraid of, of showing it. So, so the, uh, the parade, I think it was unprecedented in what they did. Getting off the floats and mm-hmm. celebrating with the, with the fans. Uh, I know it was on the alumni float that went kind of first. And I think we waited for about three and a half hours mm-hmm. for those guys to finish the uh, parade wow. that they were supposed to be done in about an hour. So <laughs> yeah. those guys really embraced the, the fans and, and made it uh, a, a pretty uh, memorable experience. The team's has to do that every time now, right? Like if, if
5: God forbid another team wins the Stanley cup this year and they don't get off of their floats or yeah. whatever and go to the crowds to be like, Oh, well the blues did it. You jerks. The blues did it Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, as a former
5: player, what did, it, what did it mean to
4: you to see the blues win? It was amazing. Uh, I, I was lucky enough to, to, you know, hop on a flight to, uh, to Boston for game seven, uh, hang out with, uh, uh, with big Walt and, uh, Pronger and, uh, uh, and, and Bobby Pleger, and just to see those guys, uh, see Bobby, uh, his face when they won and then go down and, and be in the locker room afterwards, Uh, you know, I I took a lot of pride in wearing a blue note. And, you know, a lot of those guys that I played with uh, were able to to hoist the cup. Mm -hmm. So I was proud uh, to to be a small part, uh, you know, in the past of, of, uh, you know, raising some of these guys into the players that they were. And uh, I'll I'll take all the credit in the world for them (laughs) winning. Why not?
3: (laughs) Not We are talking to, uh, it was Carter Hutton last week. And uh, he goes, I'll be honest with you, I was a little jealous, but it was good seeing my friends. Yeah, it was good seeing my friends win the cup, and you know he was—I know he was able to, I think, get to uh, Bobby Bortuzzo's yeah, uh, little, shindig. little shindig. And Sh- Shattenkirk said the same thing. He was like, "Hey, man, it was really cool to see that, and
5: you know, to to see the people that I still know and then I still contact with on the team win a Stanley Cup. I mean, again, it's that community. It's mm-hmm. everybody just loves the fact that hey, you're getting the success this
3: year. You know, that sort of thing. So. Yeah, it is really is a brotherhood. Yeah. Uh, when it comes so. to uh, professional hockey players. How long did it take for you after you retired to kind of decompress from the game? I mean, uh, was it hard that first season?
4: Yeah, it was really hard. I I, I think it was just the routine that uh, you get away from, uh, knowing exactly where you're supposed to be at, at, at a certain time, uh, you know, schedule, uh, your practice is here, your, you know, the bus time uh, on the road is here, your, your, your playing schedule and you know, day to day, knowing exactly you know where you're gonna be and uh, making up your own schedule. I dropped the kids off at school at yep. eight in the morning, and then you know I'm free till three thirty. 30.
5: so I'm sure you're running a vacuum. I'd yeah, imagine, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah,
4: I was cleaning the house, yeah. uh, trying to go to the gym, but that was uh, that was real tough until the uh, the pants got a little bit tighter, and then it was. Uh, uh, easier to do But uh, you know Picking up small things And then uh, From uh, 3 3.30 on When I pick the kids up It's, uh, it's non-stop So it, it makes up For the Ooh, yeah, uh, like quiet many, mornings
3: Whatever I want I'm not going to work <laughs> out I'm just going to let myself yeah. go Clearly he's let himself go
4: Look at him <laughs> I mean you, you look like you could play In the NHL still Uh, Yeah You haven't seen me skate So a little slower <laughs> Oh we gonna see on Thursday Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thursday you yeah. 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 on
3: Thursday uh, yeah. You skate uh, Are you involved in your kids uh, Your kids playing hockey?
4: Yeah, yeah, my son, uh, he's 10 years old, and he's uh, he's playing hockey for uh, Rockets Central States 09, so I'm uh, one of the assistant coaches there, and uh, we, we got a lot of travel, so uh, he keeps busy. Then my daughter's <laughs> oh, a... Can you uh, imagine? I'm sorry, but the head coach going, yeah, <laughs> no, my, I'm telling you, my <laughs> assistant. <laughs>
3: my, you know, my, my son played for the Rockets for a couple of years. I, I, yeah. I saw you, right? I was too nervous to say anything, but... Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's explore that. Why? Because I get nervous around athletes. I get nervous. <laughs> that's That's me. I'm, I'm a psycho. You know that. I know, but think of the non-athletes and the athletes but that I, you've talked to before. And I'd, I would see you you know, you around you know, over in Webster Groves and, uh, and, and Marty Brodeur when, his, when he was around. And you know, my son played with, with, his, with his kid. But I wouldn't say, because I would see dads come up to you guys and talk to you about hockey. And I could see your eyes <laughs> rolling in the back of your head. <laughs> I could see it. I don't want to be that guy. What am I going
4: to say? Yeah, it's it's always fun talking about hockey when it, when it's about kids or, uh, you know, small things about the game and, you know, advice on, on what, you know, kids should and shouldn't be doing. But it's when somebody's asking you what's the problem with the power play yeah, or what's wrong with this guy. Oh, yeah. boy, I tell you what, Fabry, they
5: shouldn't have let him go. Do you see all the points he's getting in Detroit? Come I on. watched
3: this. I watched it happen. I saw the yeah. process and i saw i could feel, i felt bad for you guys now like, I'm not going to be that you're might as well just, come, just come up show. and
6: just uh, instantly go into like a new air fryer recipes or something you just be like <laughs> hey man you seen that new uh, that buffalo chicken air fryer thing 12 minutes <laughs> no i mean you'd
3: there. that would be fun
4: insane. that'd be fun to talk about <laughs> <to laughs> you know
3: hang out with the kids and you're watching your kids play and i would see the smile you know, on on your guys' faces watching your kids do do your thing. Uh, yeah, listen. Yeah. It's, it's private. It's family time. I hear you. It's family. time. What am I gonna? Remember uh, Barrett when you you scored that goal? Yeah, was, goal uh, was the one, that yeah, one, that goal, goal, goal from career. the blue you line. That one goal from the blue line? What happened there? And, uh, you scored the goal from the blue line. <laughs> that was oh, awesome, oh, Okay, watch your kid play. I'm gonna watch my kid play. <laughs> and Then we're gonna sit here awkwardly. For the next time. I'm gonna go That's sit the in goal. the car now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do. I would I would see it somebody. I mean
6: you're to... you're like talking yourself into the You a
3: see, I'm already right I'm <laughs> already I'm already getting crazy about it.
6: <laughs> no nah, man. Hit him with the recipe and say, All right, man, have a great week. I'll see you later. All right,
3: All right so Moon watch walk, walk on. Uh, Barrett Jackman's I saw Jamal Mayers, you know, he he would show up every once in a while to play to play on the ice with his kid. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, what, what, what would you say? Come on, here you go. You're there you see Barrett Jackman, Moon's uh, kid is playing. Here we go. I'm gonna approach him. How how am I gonna break the ice?
6: I mean anything, anything you know that they're interested in. That's that's good. not. want to hear it. Anything that's not it. hockey related. Show me. Here it is. Here he's right there. Um, he's sitting in
3: the stands. Are go you? On, is go. he you
5: or is he himself? Moon is himself. Okay.
3: Oh, James dude, James.
5: I can't
4: play myself. That's <laughs> on, is. Be really good. <laughs> yeah. <for that>. Man, <laughs> yeah. you just come in and say, "Wow, your kid's way better than you ever were." So, <laughs> I mean, he's ten years old. Yeah.
6: I would be like, "Hey," oh, he's, good. and that's then walk away. good. Yeah, or something like a, "Hey, man." Seen that new uh, Christopher Nolan film? No, can
1: he
3: doesn't like uh, no,
6: yeah, no, <laughs> no, He no, doesn't care. Now he, he thinks, he thinks you're picking him, him up. Right now. I hope he punches
5: you right in <laughs> the face. And I was just
6: saying, you hear all that hype about Ad Astra? What a piece of crap of a film. You know what I'm saying? Really,
3: truly. <laughs> Air fryers, what do you think? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's going to think you're trying to pick him up.
5: Why, right? would no. you talk, why
6: wouldn't you talk to him about music? <laughs> no, I would. What maybe are you I say? Would. It wouldn't be, it, it wouldn't be in a, app- like, I'm going to approach you kind of thing. It's a, if we're next to each other and something happens, you, it's a, it's a, it's a commentary t- sort of thing. And th- that's what breaks the ice. That's where it shows them that you're not interviewing them. <clears throat> you know what I mean? A lot of people pop so up. So you wouldn't lead with, I'm in a band. Uh... <laughs> No. Let's talk shop. how cool are you you play hockey i'm in a band what's up no I, what's no, up now it's, it's a natural conversation it's just a guy standing next to a guy and you just end up talking and then you then you find out if there's any sort of locks going on because most of these guys are pretty locked down I'm not saying that you are but like most of those dudes are, are there's a wall up is are, are ready yeah they're ready if i'm at a concert or something i'm I'm ready for music questions <laughs> because i'm a musician. Uh, all, the, all these guys, they're, they're ready for that kind of stuff. So you see if there's a guard, you see if it's unlocked, and then you move on or you don't. To me, it's always locked. <laughs> yeah. you know it's what, what instrument is you
4: like. play. You know what kind of stick do you use? Yeah, that's.
6: I guarantee you get that
3: all the so time. That's almost a pickup
4: right? question too, yeah. pickup line. Well, yeah, hey, you know, what kind of? How what kind of, of curve
3: stick? you like? <laughs> yeah. How curved is your stick? That's not, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <it's laughs> like, yeah.
5: You got? What kind of shaft you like? P twenty eight or P eighty eight? You like a lot of whip in your shaft? Or? <laughs> <laughs>
6: uh,
5: yeah. I'd
6: imagine you tape those tape it all questions are <laughs> I'd imagine that kills you, but you have, I'm sure, like a pretty trained response, and and you you get in, you get out.
4: Yeah, you know, when to you know make your answers quick and and short, and uh, you know focus on your kids again. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh there's a time and place for uh, for conversation when you're when you're having a dinner with your wife and uh, you know a corner booth and it's uh, you know the lights are down you don't know, come up mm-hmm. and, and start talking about your last fight and in uh, <laughs> uh, hockey but uh, now you know St. Louis is an awesome place and uh, the fans are very respectful. And, there you go. And, uh, fans are respectful. Yeah. yeah, and you know it's little conversations are great. Uh, I, I love talking hockey uh, with people and and you know just people coming up and uh, and saying hi. That's uh, you know that it's part of why you played the game uh and you know that's something that uh, you know as alumni you get it less and less but uh it, it's very enjoyable when you have people coming mm. up and talking to you do I you
5: know, still actually get recognized a lot or no because i mean with hockey players and football players you got a helmet on you got a face mask on stuff like that mm-hmm. are you recognized a lot still
4: yeah I, th- I think i've been in this community for you know 20 years now so i, I probably get recognized uh, quite a bit but yeah um yeah uh you know, the scars in the face, the bald head kind of give me away uh, most of the time.
3: Yeah, it's not a raccoon going through your trash, by the way. That's Jeff Burr.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think you-
3: think. Oh, damn, a raccoon got us again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, would it kill you to recycle? First of all.
6: I think you touched on something, though, when it came to you approaching guys. Like, you don't have to approach them and have a conversation. I approach in is... a very
3: threatening manner, by But the that's way.
6: what I'm saying. It is enjoyable <laughs> if you just go up and say, like, hey, man, I'm a huge fan. It's really cool that my kid gets to, gets to play in this type of environment. What a cool city, huh? And I'm sure that's appreciated.
3: Yeah, yeah, in my head, though, I always You're say something You're not asking wrong. him about this stick. I'm in my head all the time. <laughs> what? I told you I'm psychotic. I, I can yeah, but, tell but, but by but the I'm... way
5: he carries himself. He has got the... You've got the response down pat, don't you? Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Right. I mean, yeah. but right? it is and then you appreciated. Yeah, and it's not fake. I'm not saying that yeah, at all. Yeah. Twenty years in the community, he's done it a whole bunch
6: of times. He's yeah. got it down.
3: And then I would analyze our conversation after, and I go, I made an ass out of myself. Right. And yeah, but
6: you're making the other dads seem like douchebags, and, and they're not. Like that stuff's appreciated. No, some and, and are. People say all the time. <laughs> people say all the time with our show, whether it's you know a concert I, or something that they I they won't saw approach it. us. And what do we say? I saw it. What do we what do we say? Yeah, come up and say us, uh, Of time. course, come up and say hi, man. Like come it's, up to us anytime. it's no, super it's appreciated. We're happy to be a part of this it's, community. This is and... a different level. This is an, another level. But he's saying that it's not. It's it's to me. It's it is very appreciated. Don't ruin it for me. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to help you out.
5: Moon goes. Evan goes. He doesn't. You want play guitar. Help you don't. I'm kidding.
6: No I, do. <laughs> 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 I don't need your help. Uh, yeah, uh, hi, Mr. Jackman. I'm a professional musician.
5: I'll trade you a guitar for a stick. That's going to be that's awkward. Love it. Mr. Jackman. Awkward start. Which uh, is worse, Mr. Jackman or Jax?
4: Uh, uh mr jackman i uh, jacks is fine with Jax me. is how, yeah. how old are you 38 I 38 yeah, i'm 38. older
3: than you and i'm gonna call him mr jackman
6: <laughs> i would yeah. call him now, mr I, jackman awkward. and i'm 38 we're the same age <laughs> so so wait you're saying that's 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 more awkward same. so you oh, call mr come jackman
5: um, yeah yeah i don't know him I if i come up i'm like yo what's okay. up bears i bet barrett's okay
4: yeah, I don't hear that very often. Really? Though. Yeah. Oh, huh. no, no, Bert. Yeah, it's uh, unless my name's being called at Starbucks, I don't <laughs> <think>. <laughs> uh, and normally I change it to Jack or something like mm-hmm. that. So you don't
5: put
6: your
4: initials on there? No. Oh. Hmm.
6: Okay. If, it, okay if it's someone I respect, <laughs> I, I would certainly I would approach him in
4: Starbucks. <laughs> I feel like I should Jeff. be laying on a couch here. So. <laughs> I'm Jeff, so Jeff, how did, Jeff. It, how did it make you feel when you retired? <laughs> all right. Well, listen, uh, um,
3: you have very important things to do. I know where his last stop. He has some sleep to get uh, caught up on. Uh, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> play, Barrett Jackman playing the alumni game uh, Thursday, next Thursday over at Centene Center. I know ticket. I mean, if there are any tickets left. I mean, very it sounds few. like it's going to be a fun few, event. Yes. Yeah. All the details, stlblues.com slash all-star. In fact, you get all the all-star game, all-star weekend festivity uh, details on that website. And we appreciate you stopping by and, and talking hockey. And maybe I will approach an athlete one day. Mm-hmm. I bet you
4: won't. I, you're right. talk like about air fryers and stuff. You know, yeah. I, on,
3: on an airplane, uh, well, I could talk air fryers all day. On an airplane, you I could. sat next to Anderson Cooper and uh, Andy Cohen. Sat next to him. Did not say a word. Oh, I was going to say, the best friends. Flight, <laughs> the entire <laughs> flight. Entire flight because all I was thinking of was I'm gonna approach, I'm gonna approach. What am I gonna say? Right, yeah. Next thing you know, we're landing at Lambert.
6: Killer that's shows, what- fellas. <laughs> that's me.
3: That's me. The entire flight.
6: That's a little different though, he man. Got- that's a flight. He goes, hey, uh, do you guys have radios? <laughs>
4: <laughs> we were trapped in a tube.
6: Yeah, that's a little different though.
4: Do you guys want your uh, peanuts or not? <laughs> you guys
0: you can eat that juice. I like <laughs> tomato juice too. <laughs> Great
4: stuff with the Rizzuto Show.
0: You can catch those guys on 1057 The Point Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. over there on our sister station for Hubbard Radio. All right, that wraps it up for today's Blues Podcast, Daily Blues Podcast. My name is Dan Betlock. Remember, folks, go see a ball game often. Follow your local teams. It really is fun for the entire family. Signing off on 101ESPN.com.